Welcome to Rum Cake to Happiness, a podcast where we discuss topics that impact our mental health and well-being. I challenge you to see your potential, push yourself to create change, and to always spread love and kindness. I am your host, Carlene Ross, a certified life coach, author, and mental health advocate. Let's chat. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Rum Cake to Happiness. I'm your girl, Carlene. Thank you for popping in and spending some time with me today. I wanted to apologize. I didn't get around to recording an episode last week, so we did miss a week. And we've been away for a couple of weeks, so I do apologize. I've just been super busy, but we are back on track. Everything is looking great and uh, we have some great topics coming up for you guys in the next couple of weeks. So today we are going to talk about, actually I titled this episode, Girl, Take Your Crown Back. And the reason that I have this topic is because I want to have an intimate conversation with the ladies out there. Um, It doesn't matter if you're single, if you're married, it doesn't matter if you are young or older, it doesn't matter. If you are a woman, I want to have a serious conversation with you guys. I feel like women have forgotten that they actually own a crown. And I feel this because I see so many women out there who are amazing. They give themselves to everything, to everyone on a daily basis, whether it's running a family, whether it's holding it down at work, whether it's, you know, supporting other friends and other family members when needed, whatever it is, women are just amazing human beings. But I feel like we take the world on our shoulders and we do for everyone and we always completely forget to do for ourselves. And so I wanted to have this conversation about, you know, from the moment that we're born up until we're grown adults, grown women, I feel like we've always been conditioned to think about life and think about, you know, what, what makes us feel or what validates us to be successful in life. And those things involve, you know, finding a husband, having children, owning a home, owning a car. Um, You know, there's so many different things and especially culturally, culturally, there's a lot of different cultures that they have their own ideas as what makes you a successful woman in life. And I just want to have that conversation where I remind you guys that you own a crown and that crown is to be worn every single day. I don't want you guys to be feeling that you need to live up to other people's standards, that you have to live a certain way, look a certain way, be a certain way in order to feel fulfilled, in order to feel that you have made it in the world. There is so much more to life than, you know, aspiring to be someone's wife or, you know, there's so many things that women do that are just so far out of the box that end up being the most amazing things ever. And I just want to have that intimate conversation where you guys just don't forget that you own a crown. Now, do you remember being little and your mom saying, Something like, oh, little Johnny is only being mean to you because he likes you. Really? That's messed up. 
Because if you think about it, it's like we are conditioned to like the bad boys. We're conditioned to like the guys who act like jerks, you know, who say things or do things that they perhaps shouldn't. But we end up, you know, we, we've got this thing for the, the bad boy. And the kind-hearted, good boys, you know, that would open the door for us and treat us like, you know, little angels, we think they're boring. And we're just like, meh. You know, we go for the bad guys. And it's so funny because I think about when we're little girls and the things that we are um, expect the things that we are exposed to, like, you know, watching the little Disney channels of the prince and the princess or playing with our Barbies. And there's always, you know, Barbie can't be without Ken. It's just, we're conditioned so much to what society feels is normal or what should be normal. And as girls, I mean, we're older now, we're grown women, but as girls, as women, I feel like the best thing you can do is to gain your independence. The best thing that you can do, even if raising your young daughter, the best thing that you can do for her is to be an individual, allow her to be an individual, allow her to be independent, allow her to explore herself, who she is, and not, you know entice her to follow the herd. There are so many women out here who are doing so many amazing things because they've chosen to be different. They've chosen to go for it. They've chosen to step outside of the box and take a chance at doing whatever it is that they want to do or they aspire to do. And sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes it's an epic failure. And usually it's because we took a chance. We didn't have any background on it. We didn't have, you know, we didn't do a test to make sure things are going to work out. We took a chance. And my thing is that we never fail. The only time that we fail is when we don't try. Because from each time that, you know, something doesn't work out, it should be a learning experience. It should be an experience that you take with you. And whether that experience is, you know, you're a girl dating a guy who you thought was Mr. Right, you thought he was the one, and then boom, you know, you break up, or you're in a relationship, getting you're married, and boom, you break up. Whatever the circumstances are around relationships, if it doesn't work out, it's not a fail. It's something that you learn from. And, you know, the next relationship you get into, you are going to treat things differently. You're going to pick up on things differently, you know? So I never want us to say that we failed at something because you haven't failed if you tried. It just didn't work out. And I think sometimes as women, we take things really, really hard. You know, we take things to heart. We take things hard, especially when maybe you're not being supported with your ideas or with who you are as an individual. Maybe there's pushback from family and friends, you know, when you try to be an individual. But I say to you, wear that crown, whether it's crooked or whether it's straight, wear that crown. Be an individual, be who you are. No one else can be you. So wear the crown. You know, I have a girlfriend who was married for 20-something years. She's got three beautiful kids. 
and uh, they're all grown. And she got a divorce. She's been divorced probably about four or five years now. And everyone keeps trying to get her with a guy. Everyone keeps trying to get her on the dating scene, hook her up. And she's like, listen, I'm good. You know, I don't need a man in my life to complete me. I am good. I can think about things on my own. I don't have to worry about someone else. You know, if I go out, I choose the, the movie that I want to see. Um, she's good. And it's so, it's so funny because her family and her friends, they try to automatically, you know, when they come across a single guy who could be her age, the first thing they think of is, oh, I have a really good friend that I can probably hook you up with. And she's like, no. And again, it's because people feel that there's no way a single woman could feel happy being single, that she must want a companion. She must need a partner. That is not her reality. That is not her wish. And so it's so important that we see that everybody has their own way of loving themselves. Everyone has their own way of thinking about, you know, what makes them happy. What makes me happy is not going to make you happy and vice versa. So I just think it's super important too that we respect people when they are living a different reality than we are and not, you know, try to push what society says is right in their face and feel that they are less than or feel that they haven't made it or they're not successful at something because they simply don't live the life that society says that they should. We need to do that. We need to stop. As women, we go through so many things in life and I feel like we are our own worst, you know, enemy because we judge ourselves so much and we are in competition with ourselves all the time. You know, I don't know about you guys, but I know that I notice a beautiful woman much sooner than I notice a good looking guy passing me. If I see a woman who's really well put together, very attractive, um, yeah, I stop and I notice her and I'm like, wow, that girl's really pretty, you know, or she's very attractive versus seeing a guy who might be, you know, really handsome and well put together. I'm like, yeah, the guy's good looking, but I'm more intrigued with the appearance of a woman. And I think a lot of women feel that way because when we look at someone that we find attractive, we kind of want to mirror what we see. We, you know, we wish that maybe we had her curves or maybe we had her hair or maybe we had her stature, you know, there's so many things that we are so hard on ourselves about. And it's fine to look at someone and admire what they look like. And, and, you know, the fact that you could say, yes, she's a good looking woman. But when we actually judge ourselves based on other people that we see, then that is what becomes a problem. And we have so many of us are walking around with so many insecurities. And I'm talking about insecurities from, you know, any and everything. Insecurities from not being able to maybe, you know, date the person that you had a crush on or insecure about starting a new relationship, insecure about finding the job that you've always wanted or being hired at a company that you've always dreamed about, you know, insecure about so many different things. And I just feel that as women, we are 
hard on ourselves because society is hard on us. Because everywhere we turn, everything that we do always needs to be approved through the eyes of the society that we live in. And if we don't get ourselves wrapped up into that whole thought process, if we stop to think about what it is that we truly want to do in our lives and for our lives, a lot of that stress, a lot of that anxiety, a lot of that will disappear. And it's a hard thing to, you know, take a step outside of the box sometimes. It's a hard thing to love yourself when you're not maybe physically where you want to be. It's a hard thing to, you know, aspire to do really well at, you know, getting that job that you want or landing that role that you want or whatever it is that you're aspiring to do when you are nowhere near getting it or being in that place. It's a difficult thing to look at and to try to manifest. But what we need to understand is the way that we think in the moment, if we can just put ourselves into a positive headspace, if we can make very small goals and use those small goals that every time we accomplish them, we celebrate them and we look at it as being one step closer to what it is that we want to do or what it is that we want to be. The biggest thing I find with women is that when we are feeling stuck or when we are feeling trapped in a situation, in a job, in a relationship, in a marriage, whatever it is that we're stuck in, we have a difficult time actually completely breaking away from something. So breaking away and completely walking away from something is a really difficult thing. And I think that women have a hard time doing that because instead of you know, thinking about what is best for us, we continue to try to change things, to change the person, to hope for change within the environment, whatever it is that, you know, that we're, we're, we're working on. And we tend to stay and, you know, keep ourselves busy trying to create change in someone else, for someone else, or whatever the situation is. And we need to realize, first and foremost, that we cannot change other people. People have to want to change themselves. And if you're talking about relationships and being, you know, insecure within a relationship, and you might be in one, whether it's a friendship or personal, you know, intimate relationship, you have to realize that you can't change someone. And so if you are at the verge of, you know, walking away, but you just can't get that foot out the door because you think if I just give it another week, if I just give it another month, if I just give it another year, you know, this person's going to change because I know they're a really good person. I know it's in there somewhere. I know that, you know, I'm going to get from this person what I need because maybe you got it at the very beginning of the relationship and things have changed. But guess what? You cannot make someone change. And I always tell my clients not to look for, you know, feeling complete within a relationship. You have to work on yourself to make sure that you understand that you are complete by yourself. 
you need to enjoy your own space. You need to understand who you are and enjoy who you are. And if you see in the distance a better version of yourself of where you want to be and what you want to do, then we can work towards that. But I find that what we do is we take our crowns off, we throw it to the side, and we get upset and wallow in our self-pity about what it is that we are doing right at this very minute in the in the the space that we're in, you know, and the journey that we're on. It's a journey. And you don't need to take your crown off as you're walking that journey. You don't own the crown only when you hit the destination of where you think you should be or where other people think you should be. We need to wear the crown now. Own the crown now. Wear the crown when we're going through the hardships, when we're going through tough times, when we celebrate, when we're celebrating ourselves and the people we love and other people around us. Wear your crown. It is not a bad thing to want to love yourself. It is not a bad thing to want to give yourself the energy, the attention, everything that you give to other people. It is not a bad thing to give that to yourself. You cannot pour from an empty vessel. We all know that. But as women, we always, always, always take on the pressures of the world. We would rather take on the pressures of the world from our children, from our spouse, from our parents. We don't want to see people that we love go through things. And for some reason, we feel that we can shoulder it. You know, give it to me. I can wear it. I could take it. And as much as that is very admirable, at times we just need to stop. We just need to stop and we need to just take a step back. And like someone outside of our lives, look at the big picture. Look at what is going on. Look at what you're doing and look at the energy that it's causing. Look at the damage it might be causing. Take a step back and realize that our health mentally, physically, emotionally, all of that matters. And as much as we wish other people well, we need to wish ourselves well. You know, there's a quote that I always say to, um, to my friends or to my clients. I always say that there's, there's life in the tongue. And what I mean by that, it's actually a biblical thing, is in the Bible it actually says there's poison in the tongue. But there's life in the tongue. And what I mean by that is you have to speak well about yourself. Speak happiness into your life. Speak positivity into your life. Speak, you know, wealth and health into your life. When you really love somebody, you wish the absolute best for them. When something happens, it's fantastic. You celebrate that with them. You know, when something happens that they're not feeling well or they're sick, you want to be there to help them. You want to be there to make them, you know, a meal, make them some soup. Can I pick you anything up? You want to be that person right? When someone you love isn't feeling well, you just want to be there and take care of them. But why can't we do that for ourselves? Why can't we want to take care of us? Why do we have to be sick? You know, there's so many times like you're sick with the flu or sick with a really bad cold and your house is gonna fall apart if you don't continue going, you know? 
because no one's going to take up the pieces for you. You feel like you feel like it's only you that can do anything and, and can do it right. And so you can't lay on the couch and, you know, hope that somebody brings you a cup of soup. You have to get up and you have to move and you have to continue running the world the way that you have been. But I want us to stop doing that. I want us that if we are, let's say, in a relationship, and that is the scenario that you're not feeling well, you got a flu, you're sick. You know what? You have a partner. Ask that person for help. A lot of times I find that our partners maybe, you know, appear to be lacking in the help department. And sometimes the reason they do that, to be quite honest, is because they feel that we don't want their help. They feel that we automatically dismiss what they can do and we're going to do it anyway. So let us do it. And I am the worst one for that. You know, when I was younger and growing my young family, that was definitely me. You know, it was only me that could make the kids lunches. It was only me that could put together, you know, whatever it is that they're doing. And it was interesting because when I look back now, I'm like, wow, Carlene, like you were kind of like a control freak. And it's not that I felt like being controlling or that I meant to be controlling. It's just that women take on everything. It's who we are. But I want us to share the load because in this day and age, there are so many of us who are struggling with our mental health. We're struggling with our emotional health. Sometimes we struggle with our physical health. There are women out there who just have given everything and they continue to give everything. And then they, they end up being burnt out. You know, if you go to work or if you have your own business and you're putting in the hours there and you're putting in the hours at home, whether or not you have children and a family, you're putting in all types of energy and, and work into things. And eventually you get burnt out. If you don't ask for help, if you don't have, you know, boundaries of, of how long you're going to do something, how many hours you're going to work at something or what it is that you're going to do that, you know, you could easily ask for help from someone else and you don't, we're going to burn out. And when you hit the burnout, that's a horrible thing to be in because when you're burnt out, you literally have nothing else to give, you know? And so I want us to remember that. Even though we take the world on our shoulders, even though we have our own insecurities, even though we feel that no one can do things the way that we can, we need to share the load. We need to share the load and stop hurting ourselves. Stop judging ourselves. Stop wanting to be, you know, this person that can do everything all at once, every day, all day. Even though we can, it's not a good thing to do it. It's not a good thing to do it because eventually you will hit burnout. And so I want us to take a minute to look at our situations and to find areas that we can ask for help, to find areas that we don't need to do everything that we think we need to do. I know for myself, I mean, I still have a full house and I have adult children, two out of four are at home, but I no longer cook dinner every night. I don't need to. My children are not young. They are more than capable of finding something to eat. 
And so I don't feel that I need to cook dinner every night. And at first when I started to do that, it was really bothersome to me more than anyone because I felt like I should be doing it. I felt guilty. You know, they'd be like, what's for dinner, Ma? And I'd be like, no, I'm not making dinner tonight. You know, maybe you can look at some leftovers in the fridge or order out. And just saying it, I would feel guilty. But their response would be like, yeah, yeah, you don't have to cook. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll find something, you know, and it's fine. It's fine. I think we are just so hard on ourselves and we take so much ownership over everything that we assume that if we don't continue being, you know, in this beast mode, that other people are going to judge us. We're going to let people down. We're going to disappoint people. Sometimes people need to be disappointed. If they don't accept the fact that things are changing or that you are changing the way that maybe you do things for the betterment of you, it's okay that you disappoint some people. It's okay. They will find a way to pick up the pieces and to work around that without you having to do that. You know, it's kind of giving them something to do, giving them their power to kind of, you know, man up or woman up or do what needs to get done without having you do everything. So that is definitely a big point that I wanted to um, to talk about is I know that women take on the world, but we need to, I'm not saying that we don't need to take on the world and we don't need to get out there and kick butt, but we have to do things in moderation. We need to make sure that we are always taking care of our mental health and don't do the burnout thing. Don't get yourself to that spot where you're going to burn out. Another thing I want to talk about in this whole topic is the idea that, um, you know, society has families looking a certain way. And I always, you know, I don't know, there's so many different ways that in 2022, I mean, 2022 looks so different than it did in 1999. You know what I mean? Families are very different. Everyone has their own reality within their family. Some people have two moms or two dads or a single mom or a single dad. Some people are being raised by their, you know, their grandparents. Um, some people are raising themselves, you know, teenagers living on their own and doing what they can to, to, raise themselves. Everyone has their own reality. And I don't want you guys to feel like a failure in society because it's not the way that society thinks a family should look like or should be, or because you maybe didn't go to school to get a certification, get a diploma, get a degree in something that you're somehow a failure. There are so many things that society puts on our minds or puts in our path that, you know, dictates to us what success should look like. And I just want to say success is what you make it. Success is what that means to you. Whether your success looks like just living alone in an apartment um, having a great job that you can fend for yourself and have your independence, whether your success means that you are proud of raising, you know, a family, you are in a position where you have a partner, you have children, and you are loving every minute of it, and you feel successful in the fact that you've created a family and that you're you're doing your thing. Okay, fine. That is your 
version of what success is. And that's great. Whether your version of success is, you know, landing the job that you've always wanted and living the life that you've always wanted by being single, not having, you know, anyone else to think about or anyone else that you need to check in with. Everyone has their own idea of what success looks like. And I just find that there's a lot of times culturally um, and just within society, point blank, that we place these expectations on people and on ourselves. And we feel extremely guilty when we don't end up, you know, with that type of result or with those results that we think other people expect from us. So I just want to say, live your life now. Don't wait to live your life later. I want to say, accept the journey that you're on right now. Look at where you are in your life and accept that journey. Accept where you are and, you know, enjoy where you are. If you're in a really bad place right now, if you're going through something really bad, whether you're mourning the loss of someone or you're just in a really bad space when it comes to your finances or you've just maybe broken up with someone and you're trying to get over it, you know, whatever your current state of mind is, if it is not in a good state, then we need to definitely help take care of ourselves. You have to own whatever state you're in. Own how you feel sit back and look as if you're outside of yourself and think about what needs to be done in order to change the path, in order to change things, to turn things around for you. But in the meantime, while you're doing that, I don't care if you're crying your eyes out, pick that crown up and put it back on your head. You deserve to wear that crown. Not only when you're happy, but also when you feel sad and broken or depressed and down, put that damn crown on your head because you deserve it. You are here. You're living. You're going through those emotions. You're feeling it. You're doing it. And you're going to find a way to turn things around. So on that note, that's really all I have to say. I wanted to have that intimate conversation with our ladies, ladies from all walks of life. I hope that it kind of resonated with you guys and I want you guys to love yourselves. I want you guys to appreciate what you do for people and appreciate who you are and that you are amazing, but take good care of yourself and wear that crown. Thanks guys. I hope it was a good episode for you until next time.